This morning I'd like to extend a special welcome to our speaker, Jonathan Roberts, and also our friends from Winthrop House. Today's service will begin with a responsive reading from the Black Appleton Psalter Book, Psalm Selection Number 125. Please stand as we read responsively by full verse. They who trust in God are like Mount Zion, which cannot be moved, but stands fast forever. The hills stand back The scepter of the wicked shall not hold sway over the land allotted to the just, so that the just shall not put their hands to evil. Show your goodness to God, to those who are good, and to those who are true of heart. As for those who turn aside to crooked ways, God will lead them away with the evildoers. But peace be upon Israel. People that about the falsehoods of the scribes 
and the Pharisees, and I think it holds particular relevance to us as people of pedagogy. So beginning with verses 27 and 28, Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You are like whitewashed tombs, which look beautiful on the outside, but on the inside are full of the bones of the dead and everything unclean. In the same way, on the outside you appear to people as righteous, but on the inside you are full of hypocrisy and wickedness. Now here Jesus is talking about beautiful whitewashed tombs filled with dead bones, and it's as though Jesus foresaw our condition here at the ivory tower. Now how many of us came here today trying to look presentable, and how many of us will leave here today trying to be recognized or acknowledged by this institution? How many of us will put in a few hours of community service each week blissfully ignoring that our mere presence in this place, in this space, is predicated on the suffering and exclusion of others. And Jesus continues, verses 29 through 31, Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You build tombs for the prophets and decorate the graves of the righteous, and you say, if we had lived in the days of our ancestors, we would not have taken part with them in shedding the blood of the prophets. So you testify against yourselves that you are descendants of those who murdered the prophets. Now, I remember when the university praised itself for honoring the black people it enslaved by installing a small plaque last month. And it baffled me because it speaks to what Jesus is saying here, how we build tombs for prophets and decorate the graves of the righteous, and then we tell ourselves, if we had lived then, then these harms, these atrocities would not have occurred. So we don't even entertain reparations. We don't entertain corrective justice. Because we say those who suffer are dead and we have to decorate their graves instead of be accountable to their pain. And how easily we remove ourselves from the responsibility we have to the past. And it's difficult to escape this assertion because we are living in a time of pain and suffering right now. now the UN has stated that the world is going through the worst humanitarian crisis since the end of World War II and while we may say here in the ivory tower that we reject suffering, that we reject pain, who within this room would sacrifice their livelihood to effect change? Now we discuss suffering and immigration at dinner parties but not in community centers. We discuss the bombings and pain in the Middle East in classrooms but not to our congresspersons. We deride the exploitation of the poor as we talk on our smartphones. We are academically opposed to social inequality and discrimination, but how many of us every week pass by individuals experiencing homelessness without even blinking an eye? We can say the pain of the past is in the past, but we are living in it. We embody the sins of the past. As James Baldwin says, history is not the past, it is the present, and we carry our history with us. We are our history. And if we pretend otherwise, we literally are criminals. Now, 
This reading should not make you feel good. But if we're trying to leave church every day feeling good all the time, then something has gone wrong. We should leave here with a sense of purpose. A sense of purpose to our neighbors who we see every day, to our neighbors who we may not see, but we affect every single day with our actions and inactions. This is our burden to bear, and as I begin um, by closing with the Lord's Prayer, I just ask that as we talk about forgiving ourselves of our trespasses, I truly hope that we work to also correct our trespasses, because I think that is just as fundamental to our own salvation as is penance. So if people would like to bow their heads now, and we'll recite the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us of our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Please stand as you are able and join in singing the hymn, Now the Green Blade Riseth, hymn number 180 in your hymnal.
morning service uh, to go to Mem Cafe, which is in the memorial room, for some coffee and conversation. To get to the memorial room, you go down the center aisle and take a left. And as we go into this day, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. And may the Lord grant you peace. And the gathered people said, Amen. Amen.